welcome to another episode of Crystal Myth Podcast with myself, Leslie Anderson, and me, Mark. It's me. Hi, Mark. Hi, Hi Mark. Hello. This bonjour. week we are bonjour. This week we are going to be talking about modern day people with magic powers. Which what have we found out about that, Mark? Pretty much that there's no one with magic powers out there. There's none. Even if Mulder was here, he'd be like, no. <laughs> End of podcast. That's that then. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, so we're just going to be big skeptics then and just explain why the pursuit of finding. I mean, there has been people who've been trying to prove that there is psychics out there, or is it just a way to prove there isn't? Like James Randi, you were you were telling me about him. Yes. I know about him. He's the guy. Is he dead now? He is dead. He died in 2020. Oh, that's a shame. So I, I mean that genuinely. He was 92 like... when he died, though. And he seems to so, have a very exciting life. So. Yeah, but then... He said that he was going to, if anyone can prove that they're genuinely magic with psychic powers, then he would give them, was it a million dollars? Yeah, eventually. A so he set up the James Randi Foundation in 1964 and originally yeah. started offering $1,000 to anyone oh. who could prove to him that they had magical abilities. When was that? 1964, he said? Yeah. Well, I suppose $1,000 would be quite a lot of money back then. It, yeah, to be fair, it would have. And by yeah. 1996, he'd put it up to $1 million for anyone ah. who could prove that they had a magical, super, supernatural or paranormal ability. Is he, he's obviously a scientist and a skeptic. So how do, he would be biased. How would he decide if you were genuinely psychic or paranormal? Wouldn't he just be thinking, ah, bullshit, bullshit. He was never going to give you that money, even if you were paranormal. I'd, in all fairness, his tests all seemed like really fair. So do you want me to give you an example of one? Yeah, please do. So, because I've got one in like loads of Are you going to do it again? Are you going to let me do it? Is there an example of the test? Well, no, I mean, I'm I'd... claiming to be psychic. <laughs> we'd, we'd have to have like a um, video podcast oh. for that one. And it oh, would cost okay. quite a lot of money. So probably <laughs> not. <laughs> I thought it was like a questionnaire, like what you get in Marie Claire magazine. No, like that's how, even though, like he is balanced, kind of like uh, the, the Darren Brown of his time, like he was a famous magician, but he was a famous magician that did like cold reading and stuff, right. but I get he was basically the Darren Brown prototype, he was like, by the way everyone, oh. I'm doing cold reading. Oh, so I thought he was a scientist, but he wasn't, well, yeah, that's right, he was a magician. That, like, yeah, I think he was both, I think you're right, I think oh. he was a scientist who then became a magician, who then decided mm. to use his scientific background to... So he'll either prove people. or disprove. Like I think he wanted magic to be real, but was like, nah, most of these people are charlatans, like and his act at least was honest because he was telling people that it was all like smoke right. and mirrors. He was very yeah, clear on that. Darren Brown, I went to see Darren Brown a few years back and yeah, he did the exact same thing. People still think he's a wizard or some sort of witch. Yes. <laughs> Even though he tells you how it's done, he doesn't really give away secrets, but at the same time, he definitely says, like, cause he was pretending to be a psychic like a medium and he was kind of mocking like putting on a, a scouse accent quite camp and stuff <laughs> <laughs> like they are and um, he kept saying oh your grand's coming down the stairs love and all this and then he goes she's not really she's not really go start real she's coming down the stairs and then the person he's like saying it to is like yeah this is all true and he's like no no she's not you do realize she's not actually beside you and you, you begin you, you begin to think like is she though 
Yeah, he wore mine. When I went to see him, I felt exactly the same. Where I was like, "Yeah, there's stuff he's getting that, which again is the whole point." Where he's like, "Look, I'm not going to explain mm. exactly how I'm doing this, but this is a form of cold reading." But it is like there's stuff he's getting that's so almost like when you watch like your psychic Sally types on TV, and you're like, <laughs> any, like you're literally just shouting anything anyone could shout and acting as though you have psychic powers. Whereas he was saying like weirdly overly specific stuff. So I do get the whole like may- maybe he does have magic powers thing. I went. I spent a wee while watching uh, the the Sixth Sense with Colin Fry on Amazon. Do you remember that? Yes. It was it was Living TV and they they started broadcasting all these. I think it started with the biggest what was it the biggest douchebag in the universe, John something. <laughs> that was the name of his show. <laughs> He didn't have his own second name yeah, in the I title. I can't remember yeah. his name. He was an American guy. And he did the, the same sort of thing, like the psychic medium with an audience, like Kilroy. It was like psychics with Kilroy. It was like Kilroy Silk. Why am I going on about Kilroy Silk? Nobody knows who he is apart from us. <laughs> <laughs> For people who aren't like over like 40, over 20, I don't know. Ben uh, definitely our age, to be fair. I think he was yeah. on daytime TV when we, like from when we were in the start of S5 to the end of S6. Well, he was still, he still had a show in 2001, which I was quite Did shocked he? at. Because I thought, yeah, I thought that he was just around in the 90s. My yeah. mum, reason, the only reason I was exposed to, exposed to him was because my mum would watch him all the time. Uh, yeah, so because my mum would watch it, I would obviously be watching it as well because I was a kid, so I'd had to hang around with my mum and yeah she would put him on and he would just go around he was so weird looking he'd like silver hair I would say kind of handsome but with a really bad orange fake orange tan yes and a really sort of sleazy kind of I don't know aura about him and he would just go around sitting next to people it was like they would all sit in like a tiered seating area and he would go up and down and obviously they'd be sitting in specific areas for him to like feature people because one of them was like do you believe in ghosts it was just like topics like that I can't remember what all the topics were about, but it was just shit like that. It wasn't like a phone-in show or anything. It was just him talking. No, you're right. I forgot that that is what he would just climb about in the audience and be like... Yeah, he was like, what's your opinion? Do you think that (laughs) transgender women should be allowed to own ducks? Yeah, stuff like that. Because <laughs> you would always have like people who would have opposing opinions, obviously, otherwise it wouldn't be a debate, a debate with it. Um, I think nowadays the equivalent, I mean, I'm talking about the UK here, the equivalent would be like the Steve Wright show. No, was it Steve Wright show on Channel 5? The Wright stuff? Yes, or now it's I don't know what his name some, is. I'm but... cunt now. Yeah, I don't know. Matthew? I don't really. Matt, yeah, but he left and then this other guy came in to replace him. There's yeah. a Scottish lassie called Storm on it. But that's more like a, they've got like a panel of idiots, what I call like cunt like carol malone who's a complete actual fanny so it's people like them and then they have like people phoning in discussing topics like politics and things like that but the type of people that would phone in are the type of people that don't have fucking jobs because it's on the day it's like daytime television so they're horrible people i don't understand the mentality of someone who thinks i know i'll phone in this tv show and tell them my opinion why who cares what would make you want to pick up the phone and tell Jeremy Vine, that's his name. Oh. Your opinion. Who cares what you think? Anyway. Indeed. We've sidetracked here, but why have I gone on about Kilroy? <laughs> we were talking about James Randy, and now I'm talking about Kilroy Silk. I feel like however we got to it was very natural there, though. That didn't seem weird until <laughs> you said it was weird. No, I was talking about the Sixth Sense with Colin Fry. Yes. It's Jonathan Edwards. I think Jonathan Edwards is the American one about South Park called The Biggest Douche in the Universe. 
and he claimed he was like a psychic he could speak to the dead and then Colin Fry had his own show on living and he was kind of this weird he's quite young at the time actually I think he was in his early 30s but he had such a strange look about him and then he changed his hairstyle tried to look a wee bit more trendy but Lemmy took the piss out of him Lemmy's a Scottish comedian and he would have like the pinky ring and he'd be like can somebody tell me please and he would just say like oh she, he's down there he, he didn't go to heaven you know he was like brutally honest like that's what Lemmy yeah. would do um oh if he just had one more day one more day <laughs> so he's <Yeah>. telling me <laughs> Colin Fry was a bit like that, except like I was watching it and I'm thinking, but, but some of it is a bit compelling because he's being quite specific, but then in other ways he's not. Like he would say to someone in the audience, right, I've got a, a gentleman here, but he wouldn't come out with a name straight away or, or he would just say sort of obscure stuff. And then, or he would say things like, tell me about the time of like the incident with the fireplace. And then they would fill in the blanks. Do you know what I mean? I do get what you mean. Like it's a better form of cold reading and that it's more convincing because like where psychic Sally might be like, oh, he's telling me there's someone with him. Her name's Mary. <laughs> and she had, I'm, I'm feeling a bit of pain in my chest. Someone yeah. who had a bit of pain in her chest. Yeah, because most old people die of chest pains or heart attacks. I mean, it's pretty obvious. No, so she wouldn't even say die. So you'd be like, yeah, everybody, yeah. like literally everyone in the whole of Scotland knows someone called Mary. And everyone Our in the whole goodness. of Scotland knows someone who's had something wrong with their chest at some point in time. Whereas, yeah, being like, tell me the story about the fireplace is very yeah. like, okay. But again, I'm not saying that he is psychic he's very likely he became he became an ordained minister or something or or i say ordained i don't even know what that means but um or he became a minister i don't know what the difference between just a minister and ordained means tell me mark please i think ordained just means that you've been like a specific denomination has allowed you to go through like the full training that they get their ministers can you just declare yourself a minister and and preach or do you have to be really you wouldn't be ordained but yeah you could just declare yourself a minister or a pastor is it a pastor yeah. or a pastor <laughs> i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right yeah. or if i'm just copying americans the way they say it a i pastor. think we'd say pastor but pastor yeah you get those idiots in the glasgow and uh, the glasgow city center and there's quite a see the last time i went to city center there was like a few of them marching down was that with you? No, I don't think so. I wasn't with you. I was with Nicola. I was walking down, they were walking down Buchanan Street and there's a few of them and they were holding banners up and I think it was like anti-abortion or some bullshit like that. And yeah, it was just really weird. But then there was quite a lot of them that would just stand on soapboxes just screaming and the voice yes. about Jesus. Are they like proper pe- preachers or are they just mental? They're, I mean, I don't imagine that any of them will be ordained because if they were, they would have like their own parish and stuff. They wouldn't just be standing in a street going like, and God thinks you're whores. <laughs> my dad used to tell me about this guy. There was a church at Ibrook because uh, we used to walk to Ibrooks for the Rangers games and he'd park at a certain area and we'd walk past this church and he'd go, oh, this is a church where this famous uh, minister would stand outside and preach to the street. But he was an actual Church of Scotland guy, but he was like a total anti-Catholic, you know what I mean? <laughs> and he would do that. The shouty one. Okay. Yeah, they always seem to be, they never seem to be like out shouting about Jesus or shouting about the importance of going to church or any of that, or like love your neighbour or basically any Christian messages. Yeah, it's yeah, it's like, all brimstone. Fire and brimstone. Those flags, we hate the other denomination, burn all mm-hmm. the gays, yeah. <laughs> abortion's wrong, transgender people are evil, something along those lines. Fuck them. Yeah, yeah they don't get arrested for hate speech, but if I'm a, if I'm a man... <laughs> You know what I mean? Very fair like, point. Like that guy, Abul Hamza, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, who was out preaching against Christians and stuff with a hook hand. Like a fucking... <laughs> <cat> <laughs> Super <laughs> villain. Yeah. He got arrested 
for hate preaching or terrorism or something but surely these guys that are out in the street terrorizing people about hell and all that are doing the same thing screaming at you to rise up and kill people mm. anyway we'll talk more about james randy yes please let's go james back on randy. topic james so since he set up the randy foundation in 1964 they've mm-hmm. tested over a thousand people from all across the world this seems quite low numbers well there's also quite a lot of like they have like a massive issue with no shows oh okay <laughs> And I'll come back to that as well, because I've got a couple of stories about no-shows where I think it, it's clear why they're no-shows. In fact, long story short, there's basically quite a lot of people that are like, oh, I will publicly declare that I am like taking this video that will be available for like access on whatever television network showing that I'm signing up to go to James Randi's experiments because that's how confident I am in my power and then never show yeah. up. But like that's okay. like a really common issue that they have. Um, yeah. Of the people that have showed up, there's been over a thousand, and so far nobody has demonstrated that they have any power whatsoever. Oh, that's disappointing. They have, before I move on to my examples, just because I thought this was interesting, given out five awards, however. Huh? But they've all been to people who have gone above and beyond to use their critical thinking to disprove claims of people having such abilities. So basically, the five times somebody's so convincingly disproved that someone has a power that Randy's given them the cash prize instead. Oh, that's nice. But at least it's, cool. the money's going to somebody. Yeah. Resting in the account. I, I mean, I'm imagining it's resting in an account, but I, he obviously would have the funds there to pay someone, or is he that confident that he's never going to find anyone with genuine psychic abilities that it's just a bluff? I think there. maybe that's why he's given the prize out five times just to kind of be right. like Look, I do genuinely have this money sitting here like yeah. I'll pay this person because they've done such amazing work in this area just to make it clear as well that like the money is here mm. we're not trying to make it difficult for people in fact I'll tell you so one of the experiments right so they've got an experiment that they get you to do if you mm. claim that you are able to sense or douse water metal or gems or oil so apparently that's a superpower that quite a lot of people claim to have. Or a... I didn't think that was a superpower. I thought that anyone could tune into the earth to find. I thought that was like something anyone could do. It was all about like tuning into the earth rather than it, you having the powers. It's like the earth has the powers. I did say when I was looking into it that it's like some of the people that can do these things claim that it's a power specific to them or some of them claim that, yeah, oh. there's like sort of things that you can follow if you can kind of pick up on the vibrations of the air. Yeah, I thought it was to do with vibrations of the air for magnetic poles or something. That's why you use metal rods. And, and they just happen to be very good at it. Right, um, yeah. But it's not just dowsers. It's people that say that they have like, that they can literally sense water, like, if you were lost in the desert with them they could take you by the hand and walk to some water or they can sense where gold is or whatever so the test that they have for this is that he sets up a 33 foot by 33 foot area outside and the area has pipes running 20 inches under the ground and the pipes like basically bend and move in different directions and crisscross each other in the case of for example water they would have it flow through just one of the pipes oh i see in the case of if it's like metal ore they can find or a some sort of precious gem or something Uh they would place it in several places in several of the pipes so basically like the obviously the people examining you know exactly or know roughly where it should be but what if they just have like a really lucky guess (laughs) (laughs) okay so they then ask the super person whether they are a dowser or whether they just have the ability to locate things. You, you're allowed to take anywhere between 10 and 100 pegs 
and you can walk around the 33 by 33 area and place the pegs in the ground. If you're trying to, if you're able to locate water or oil, then you need to show the path of the water or oil flowing through the pipe. But again, you can do as little as 10. So you could just be like, it starts here, it ends here, and then here are some spots that crosses over in the middle. You're also allowed to misplace things if you let them know that you are definite that there is like precious metal there. They will dig down deeper and deeper into the soil in an attempt to find it. Same with water. If you say that you've misplaced it because there's actually like a river that's flowing underground, they will dig down and down and down until they locate it. So I think it's like a fairly fair experiment. So in any of the examples of anybody claiming to have any of these powers, nobody has ever managed to find any naturally occurring ore or water, which, to be fair, they obviously deliberately built it where they built it. So that wouldn't be the case, but they will take into account if you say that it is. So there's never been any naturally occurring ore. There's never been any naturally occurring water. Also, nobody has ever managed to place more than a third of the pegs within 10 centimetres of anything that they were looking for. Which actually in itself is interesting because that's so like off. Yeah. <laughs> you would think just by law of averages, like someone would place a good like wad of them pretty near something, especially like yeah. the flowing water, flowing oil one. Like surely it's harder to miss it that badly than not. Yeah, definitely. I don't, I don't understand. One of the examples that they had, uh, a guy called Dr. Bourgeois. Dr. Uh, Bourgeois. Dr. Bourgeois, who <laughs> had the magical ability to find water. Did he though? Uh, so the nearest peg that he got throughout the entire experiment was he managed to get one of the 100 pegs he used 2.4 meters away from any war, which shit. again seems harder than <laughs> to actually get above any war. So obviously oh. at the end of the experiment, the reason he's a good example is um, they kind of flag him up as this is quite often what happens. So they carried out the experiment. Turned out that the closest he got was 2.4 metres away from water. They showed him video evidence of this and explained how the experiment had gone. Uh, He refused to accept the findings of the result. And he claimed that his readings, he he said that his reading, their readings were correct. But the reason that he was so far out is because there was sunspots that day that were causing geomagnetic variables. Right. So there's always an excuse. They'll have magic (laughs) You shouldn't have excuses for explaining why your magic powers don't work. You, sh- you either have magic powers or you don't. Yeah. There should be no reason that would interfere with that. Like, oh, oh no, the, the wizard blocked my magic powers <laughs> by casting some sort of spell, drained all my, what's the name? <laughs> In computer games where you have, like, magic mana. powers. Mana. Wow, you're such an error. <laughs> no, yes, he's like that. Yeah, mana, that's what it's called. Yeah, my mana was drained. I didn't have enough mana that day. No. You oh, so your mana being it. drained by just, like, basically the fact that the sun exists. It'd be like if I was genuinely telekinetic, but couldn't use my abilities if I was within, like, 8,000 <laughs> metres of a marshmallow. Yeah, like, you're, what's your kryptonite? Everyone's got a kryptonite that stops their magic powers working. I don't know. But okay, so, right, so <laughs> yeah. we've established that you can't... Is, if I'm in the same country as a marshmallow, I can't use my abilities. Reminds <laughs> us if I'm in the same universe as a marshmallow, I can't use my abilities. So, so other famous... So there are other famous... Uh, or 
famous, infamous, whatever you want to call them, magical people that have tested. Uh, they've tested a medical dowser. I think just right. one. Was it medical dowser? So Was basically, one of those people cancer? that you know, those people that claim that they can sort of like pass their hands over your body and be like, uh, you have kidney failure. I can feel it emanating from you. And then you'll go to the doctors and be like, oh, the mystical healer said I have kidney failure. And the doctor will be like, right, cool, you don't. So, um, <laughs> yeah, basically that. they carried out a test with them where they went and ran their hands over people. Some of them had been found by medical science to have nothing wrong with them. Some people had volunteered for the experiment and had like lymphoma, lymphoma and things uh-huh. like that, or did have kidney failure or like had one kidney removed. And basically they were asked to run their hands over people it was the kidneys removed, so they were asked to run their hands over people and find the three people who had had their kidneys removed, but also, like, pass on any other interesting findings that they found. Uh, they were unable to identify who had kidneys removed, who was healthy, who was ill. They have tested a man who claimed to have a magic bracelet. What, what was it made from? Uh, it was just a normal bracelet, and where he got the bracelet from was unclear, just like a normal chain bracelet. But he claimed that the magic bracelet... Shot. Yes, he got it from Satan. That the magic bracelet gave him like improved uh, balance and physicality. It didn't when uh, basically they just tested him with the bracelet on, tested others with the bracelet on to see if they were basically. But he would probably claim that it only works on him. He would claim that. You're right. So he did claim that it only works on him. However, basically when they tested it out on him, they found him to be like really, really fucking clumsy. So. It's probably better without the bracelet on. Probably. On. <laughs> uh, they've tested remote viewers. Don't really have any interest in chat from that, except that all of them failed. Yeah, that's also like. Also, I just probably explain what a remote viewer is for anyone that's listening. Astral project, or you can remote view. You can like basically, I can see exactly what you're wearing right now, Mark. Even though I can't see you physically, I can see you in your room, and you're sitting there in your underpants with a lovely flower in your hair. But obviously that's not true because please don't say that's true. <laughs> I know you're extremely incorrect. Is <laughs> <laughs> some people who claim like did he, I think the government at one point like the, the government I say like so there's this book called The Men Who Stare at Goats and uh, I think the the army the American army did experiments where they were trying to psychically train their soldiers to stay, to to remote view. So that they can spy on like Russians or whatever and find documents and that's what they were trying to harness superpowers in their soldiers. It well, didn't work. It didn't work because it's not a thing apparently. Or the uh, reason why they're staring at goats is to try and like make them faint or do something, control their minds by staring at goats. I think. Anyway, I guess that didn't work. No. What's the next one? They've also so they've tested a lot of psychic. Right. But now, also the only one psychic. that I know about is the card thing where you hold up a card and like a playing card and they've got to tell you which one it is that you're holding is that one of the the tricks well i didn't really get any information on what they do because their psychic experiment is the one that is most commonly booked in for and then nobody shows up for it and i think because again psychics are quite often on tv so they have like three really big examples so in 2001 larry king challenged sylvia brown to take one of Randy's tests live on his show, and she agreed. Brown was a famous Christian psychic in the States. She said that she was blessed with her powers by God, and uh, these powers made her over $3 million a year. Rather than being psychic in the traditional sense, Brown claimed that God had given her 
the ability to see and to speak to angels and also uh, provided her with a spirit on earth. This was the spirit of a woman named Francine who was not to pass over until Brown did and travelled with her and the angels and Francine were able to communicate with and see things she couldn't see and pass on predictions and enjoy the Francine thing because it seems a bit weird. Why is God punishing her and not letting her go to heaven? Yeah, that's a bit mad. <laughs> she's like, helped Sylvia Brown solve your <laughs> It's like, sorry, Francine, you're not allowed in heaven until you help out this random woman predict the waiver next year. Well, a good example of one of the ones that they've done. So Brown was, basically she was making quite a bit of money prior to 1991, but she rose to fame in 1991 and it was from 1992 onwards that she was making about $3 million a year uh, because of one of her most famous investigations, which was televised in the States, where she investigated uh, (laughs) America's most haunted Toys R Us, (laughs) which is one of my favourite sentences I've read. What was the, the toys coming to life, like in Toy Story or something, or was it just like? No, it was just uh, the building what? was jam packed full of ghosts. Apparently, <laughs> do you know what? If I was a ghost, why not hunt Toys R Us? It must be quite fun. Like, yeah, you can have a go in all the board games, get, play the Wii, play all, yeah, play all the games and have fun. Go down slides. Why not? That giraffe apparently comes after midnight and Definitely. stops at the shelves. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. That's what they discovered. <laughs> Jeffrey's kind of scary to me anyway, so I <laughs> don't know why I always thought he was creepy. My head canon is now going to be that that show was famous because <laughs> she discovered that the ghost of a giraffe ran through the shelves <laughs> after midnight, and that's why they included it in the song. <laughs> it's a magical place. <laughs> I don't know the song. That's all I can remember. There's millions of millions. Uh, imagine toys, but that doesn't seem to fit yeah. all under one roof. It's called Toys R Us. Toys R Us. Then, toys R Us. Late after bedtime, when dark nighttime falls, Jeff and stock up all those shelves. <laughs> no, stock up the halls. You've got to make it rhyme. Yeah, that would make more sense. Okay, so what was our investigation? What did she find out that the giraffe was holding Toys R Us and his name? Yeah, she Jeff. found out that much as people had suspected, there were a lot of ghosts in Toys R Us. Wow. <laughs> but what harm are they doing? I think she was just Derek Akora in it and like walking right. around. Robin like snakes and ladders and screaming Mary loves dick. (laughs) 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 Do you know what I I was watching that? (laughs) Sorry, but any of our listeners who don't get that reference, just Google Derek Akora, Mary loves dick and watch her We treat for you. He was always getting possessed. Well, not at the beginning when I watched Most Haunted, he was kind of fairly normal, right? But then as the the series progressed, you get more and more possessed by these ghosts, and one of them was the Mary Loves Dick incident. You are right, though. I feel like the first series, he was very like, I can sense the presence in this room, and by like the last series, he was, yeah, grabbing walls and going, "Ah, There was always, Mary Loves Dick! (laughs) It was always the same accent as well that he would do. It was the same voice. <laughs> and that's when they started getting a bit suspicious of him. So they, they basically set him up by planting different clues, with bits and bits, names on bits of paper. And it was an anagram of Derek Faker. And he basically said the name that they planted. So then they fired him. <laughs> Why they didn't fire him before then, I don't know. But anyway, 
Um, he's not been tested by um, mm-hmm. the Randy Foundation. Well, he's and dead now. Well, well. dead. This was early 2001 that King had uh, challenged uh, Sylvia Brown. By the end of 2001, Sylvia Brown had not even made an appointment with the Randy Foundation yet, even though they'd tried to contact her. Basically, Ran- Randy himself was being interviewed live on the same show, not at the same time. But he, was, he basically appeared on Larry King and was being interviewed. And they talked about how Brown had shown up and did it and so on and so on. Yeah, so right. they contacted her live on air and she, ah. she like picked up so and they, they spoke to her yeah. and they said that she hadn't made an appointment yet. And she said that she would, in fact, make an appointment. So she came in. She did make an appointment, Ooh. but she never showed up for it. Oh. So she continuously made appointments and didn't show up for five years. And then she died oh. in 2013. Yeah, so she's obviously full of shit because she knew she couldn't prove. I mean, if she, yeah. was so, if she was so sure of herself, she would have showed up. And this was like a really common pattern with famous famous psychics. So there yeah. was hundreds that uh, basically were challenged to go to the Randy Foundation. Agreed. Yuri Keller, tell me, did he go? I d- well, we were talking about this beforehand. I didn't really look into Yuri Geller. Um, there was a bit of an issue with... Um, apparently, they never challenged Yuri Geller because, you know, Yuri Geller's sued lots of people for saying that he doesn't have any supernatural ability. He's not a bender. <laughs> he's not a spin bender. And also, as I think we've discussed on the podcast before, he sued uh, the creators of Pokemon. What? Did he? He, definitely, he sued I the creators of Pokemon and had all images of, uh, it was either Abra or Kadabra banned, oh, because right. that's a Pokemon that holds two spoons that it can bend. <laughs> that's amazing! And he said that it was, like, mimicking him, so he wanted it banned. <laughs> so basically, like, stews people a lot. So <laughs> he has never been publicly challenged to prove his ability to the Randy Foundation, but the Randy Foundation have said that they believe that it's because... People are scared to challenge him because he sues anyone that says yeah, that he doesn't how, have magical abilities. Then again, how can you sue? How can you prove that? Right, if you're t- suing someone of of um, what is it, defam- defamation or something? Yeah. Surely, if you go to court, right, if it goes to court, he would have to prove that he is psychic. Would that not be the same thing, or is it the? the yeah, that confuses me. Like when isn't? I was reading that, it confused me because I thought, but how do you? Whose responsibility is it to put the burden of proof on? Or is it just because he's made so much money that it's that like he'll have he'll be able to hire such ridiculous? It's, uh, it's the what's it called? The Chewbacca defense. <laughs> you can just do whatever you want yeah. if you're rich enough. Yeah, or you can just spout enough nonsense that people just get so confused that they don't know what to do, so they'll just acquit. Like the OJ Simpson thing that's where the Chewbacca defense came from yeah I mean to be fair if you can get someone who's very 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 clearly murdered people and there's no doubt that they've murdered people off then I suppose you can (laughs) get them off somebody to stop saying that someone doesn't have magic powers do you think personally Mark that there are people out there with magic powers I'm not trying to put you on the spot just be honest it depends what you mean by magic powers no I don't think there are I don't think there are people I think there are people that can maybe get like a sense of you, a read of you, an idea of like, I think like maybe being empathic or something like that is. Are sensitive, like you can pick yeah. up vibes, but you don't know for sure what they are uh-huh. for certain. Yeah. Like I'm sure I would have said to you when we were I know younger. You said to me maybe. you're a bit, 
yeah, you you pick up on things that might not yeah. be there. And I think but like, you're not claiming that you have the power to just summon people and talk to them at will. No. It just happens. You maybe it's like a maybe it's like a stone tape thing. Maybe you're picking up on residual energy, like a recording, or maybe yeah. not. I don't know. And I think that like there are maybe people that are more sensitive to that than others. And then to an extent, I believe like so I used to work with this woman, Sandra, who was like a lot older than me. She was lovely. And her best pal, like before I ever met her, everyone was like, Oh, her best pal's coming in, she's psychic. And I was like, Okay. Um but like her job wasn't being a psychic, she didn't make any money from it. But yeah. she didn't say things that were like, You've lost a woman in your life. She was just very like I can't remember exactly the first thing she said to me but the first sort of like sentence she said to me was I remember she said oh you were born in May weren't you and then said two other things where I was like there were just three random things which yeah I get what you mean Mark because I came across a weird guy when I was walking up the muddy path which doesn't mean anything to our listeners but it was a place where nearby where I used to live and I was walking up there when I was about 13 or something this guy just sort of started talking to me and he was pushing a wee boy in a pram with him and he was talking to the boy as if he knew, like, he, he knew exactly, like, as if this baby could talk back to him. And I'm like, this is weird. And then he started talking to me, and he was saying to me, like, you're a Taurus, aren't you? And I didn't know who this guy was. And I'm like, yeah. How the fuck did he know that? And then he yeah. was like, you've got a sore throat. And I did have a sore throat at the time. And I'm like, yes. And he's like, but that's that's a thing with Taurians. They always get sore throats. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and he just started talking to me. And it turns out he was a relative of Mark Gillis, you know, Sparkle. Um, He was oh. his uncle. And I'm like, okay, that's really fucking str- Well, obviously that's not that strange because he lived nearby. But, um, and then he told me to read the Celestine prophecy, which eventually read, like, la- like during the pandemic, I read it. But I still don't understand how that made him get like magic powers like that I'm not, I'm not saying he had magic powers but it just seems like he had like a weird like he was tuning into something that I yeah. didn't have a clue what he was like your was energy's not quite in sync with everybody else yeah. and I suppose that wouldn't really work if you went to the Randy Foundation because mm-hmm. if they were like oh right we want you to like commune with the dead and find out these like 12 things about these like eight yeah, people he, yeah, he she wouldn't be able to do that but she'd be like no but I know that she dyed her hair red once and she likes mustard or whatever. Yeah, I mean, this guy wasn't claiming that he could speak with the dead or anything. He would just seem to, like, have an intuitive, like, it's like he was tuning in to me or something and, like, he knew stuff. I don't know how he did it, but it, it was strange. I really couldn't, I can't, I can't really explain it unless he was dead and brown in me. No idea. You know, some people just know how to do that kind of Again, thing. Again, and I'm sure you'd be the same with that guy. That was kind of my thoughts with, like, I wish I could remember her actual name instead of just calling her Sandra's pal, but Sandra's pal. But that was yeah. my thoughts with her, where I was like, well, she's not really getting anything out of this. Like, yeah, it's not like he asked her for money. He was giving me yeah. advice, like genuinely nice things he was saying, like tell me that, you know, oh, you should you should listen to your instincts and, and all this stuff. And someone else said that to me as well, that I, I, I should listen to my gut instinct. But then I'm thinking, well, anyone can just say that. I don't know. That's me ignoring my gut instinct again. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. But I would imagine they wouldn't pass any tests. Because no, because I think no. the way that the tests are set up, like, you have to have control over your ability instead of just... But then is that a magic power? Maybe that to them that's not a magic power. That to them is them tuning in, like I said, to some sort of natural force. Yeah, they can just, like, pick... I suppose Do that's not really a magic power in the way that, like, me seeing what colour people's eyes are isn't a magic power. I can just see what colour their eyes are. Like, if they can see other... If they can, like, see or sense other things about people... Okay, yeah. It's almost it's like, like more equivalent to that than like being able hi. to 
summon a dragon out of the ether. <laughs> <Good like>. <laughs> 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 uh, on that note of uh, a weird supernatural mm. ability, do you want me to tell you my three favourites? All of them yes. failed, but... Yeah, please do. So, there's a man called Rico Colodesi. <laughs> I like the name Rico. <laughs> so I always like that name. Rico. <laughs> he claims to be a breatharian which I'm assuming you've heard of. Oh, no, I know that the people have died following that. Yes. People who believe that that um, by purely just breathing in the air and light that they're get, sustaining energy from God or something. And that That's they don't it. need to eat or drink. Exactly. So he wasn't part of one of these like breatharian like Hollywood Hills cults, but he believed that he had the powers of a breatharian So exactly what you just described. He could there a newer version of that where people, um, is it called perineum or something, where they lie naked and like basically spread their legs, exposing their anus to the sun? I have actually heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> Thereby, the, the sun's rays go up your arsehole and somehow power you like a battery. <laughs> I don't know why. That is effectively, I suppose that one, like you say, is like a battery and uh, the brigadian one's like a plant. Like he's yeah. basically like, oh, Osmos- all I need is like osmosis or no that's not osmosis. yeah like well kind of like the moisture in the air mm. and sunlight and i can live mm-hmm. so he at the point when he agreed to attend the randy foundation he had stated that but at that point in time he had not eaten any food or consumed any water for over eight years <laughs> yeah right i don't believe it there was a fad in the 19th century of girls that would do that claim that they hadn't eaten or anything or drank anything and that they were still alive, but it turns out that they were faking it and they were sneaking in bits of soup and stuff at night when people weren't looking. People are crazy, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or there was that woman that claimed she could give birth to rabbits. Yeah. Remember that? Uh-huh. That was in the 18th century. We weren't around there. I'm like, remember that time when we seen that lassie that pumped out rabbits? <laughs> I think I know that was in the year below us at school. It was <laughs> she was mad. <laughs> but that to me is crazy as well because she was actually shoving rabbits up her vagina. That's how, that's actual animal cruelty. How long were they up there for and how many could she push in? Were they baby rabbits? A bit of attention. Uh, Rico conversely didn't want the attention. So again, mm-hmm. similar story to the psychics. He had booked to have his test with the Randy Foundation multiple times, but he always refused to attend the experiment. And he always said that this was because the location was wrong, which is, I think, like, Again, I can kind of understand some of the other powers that people claim to have that you need a specific location for it to work in. His was just that he hadn't eaten food or drank. Yeah. So how how would they prove that in the Randy experiment? Would they lock him in a box or something or outside and um, observe him for like a week and see how long he lasts? I think they were just going to test his gut lining. Oh, okay. (laughs) Not as extreme as my version then. Just watch a man die. His is like a very easily checkable one. And right. you don't need to be anywhere. Like, it doesn't make yeah. for him to be like, oh, but it needs to be under these specific circumstances. Yeah, it's like, well, why? We're just checking your gut lining. Like, if it right. has food in it, it does it. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like, exactly. we're not going to get a false positive for a donut just because you're in, like, chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He's never, ever actually shown up for the test. Um, he still claims to be a breatharian. There's a man called, I love this one, Pac Nioman Sering, Seringin. So Seringen claimed to be able to send out some form of energy, but only if he's holding a piece of bamboo. <laughs> and that this energy that he sends out 
has a force that can knock down a large crowd of attackers from a reasonable distance. I've seen preachers do that by just throwing their coat at people. Have you seen those videos? No. <laughs> There's these mad preachers, right? And they 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 basically whip off their jacket and then they throw it, or, or they don't throw it, they sort of um, wave it in front of people and they all like tackle back like um, cards or dominoes. Maybe like they the too have the same power and there's works then he claims it's and not a bit of bamboo. He claims it's a, obviously he's claiming it's the power of Christ that's going through them and making them fall. But why would Christ do that? It seems a bit shitty of him. Yeah, why is he going people up? At least Serengan's trying to stop people that are being violent with his bamboo powers. Right, but what is he doing? Is he just banging the bamboo? Is he holding the bamboo stick out like a wizard or is he slamming it on the ground like Gandalf and saying you shall not pass? He's holding what? it out more sort of like uh, <laughs> like it's coming out both sides of his hand. He's doing a kind of like like iron fist movement with bamboo oh, okay. grasped in his fist. <laughs> so he agreed to attend the Randy Foundation. However, <laughs> uh, although he claims that he was treated unfairly by the Randy Foundation and they refused to test him properly, the Randy Foundation cancelled both experiments. They cancelled or they counted the first one as a false positive. Oh, no, no, sorry. They cancelled the first one because Serengan would only use attackers in inverted commas because obviously they were having people play the part of attackers so that he could knock them down that he already knew. So they did carry out the experiment, but they noticed that several of the attackers fell to the ground slightly before Serengan so to discharge the energy. Right. And then obviously Serengan was very annoyed when they explained to him that also it wasn't a, like they couldn't count it as an actual legitimate experiment because he wouldn't use the people provided by the Randy Foundation. He would only use people that he brought himself. I've just thought of something. That sounds like a lot like Qi or Chi. You've heard of that? Energy yes. that um, Chowlin monks use. Uh, or they're, they're, I'm sure I've seen a programme where there was a guy who was like a Kung Fu fighter or a martial artist, and he claimed that he had the power of Chi and that he could make people move back away from him without touching him. And I've that, seen him do it. Effectively, exactly the same thing, yeah. But he's not holding any bamboo, he's just using the chi energy, or intimidation, I would say, because he's probably just <clears throat> taking them by surprise, and then they, 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 I don't think there was any kind of, fo- I don't know how he does it. But... I mean, in all fairness, if somebody, yeah. like, gestured their fist quite rapidly like me, I'd fall down, I've got very yeah. bad balance. <laughs> uh, I laughed because you said intimidation, because on the second occasion, mm-hmm. when he showed up to carry out the experiment, uh, Randy himself terminated the experiment. This Why? time... Uh, Serengan had agreed that the Randy Foundation could provide the people that he was to knock down. Do you want to know why Randy had to terminate the experiment? Why? <laughs> because they found that Serengan had a stun gun tucked in his sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> is that what he's? Is that the secret to his powers all along? <laughs> <laughs> So was it? What was he wearing? Was he wearing like a wizard's like long gown thing that he was hiding the stun gun or the cattle prod? And is that what he was using to like make people fall down instead of the bamboo stick? Or was he well, hiding the cattle prod inside the bamboo stick? were doing it, but for reasons unknown, people were pretending to fall down mm-hmm. when he gestured at them. People he knew yeah, like never guy. actually stopped any attackers. It was all like him showing that he could stop attackers, but like with his brother or just cousin or whatever. 
Right. Um, well, then, yeah, my way of testing it would be to take them to like um, a random place where there's a crowd of people, like say like at a football game, like a public football game, and there's like a crowd of mom and dads, and then he can just go in and make them fall down. That would make sense, but sadly, yeah. just stun gun them. Because... <laughs> okay. That's apparently how he does it with strangers. The other one I really liked, more so for the power and kind of for the experiment, to be fair, because it entertained me as well. Uh, a man called Fi Wang, who claimed. Fi Wang. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So he claimed to be able to transmit a force field of heat. Cool. With a three foot radius from his hands. A three foot radius? That doesn't sound so badass. It's not very far. No, but it's enough to like protect. Well, I suppose it's not actually enough to protect you, is it? It's like having a hot umbrella. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose any kind of radius, if it's surrounding you, then it's a personal force field. So then. True. And you can move your hands up and down. So I suppose if someone was trying to attack you, you would start microwaving them. So. Yeah, it just means that someone has to get up really, really close to feel the force of yes. the radius. It's not like <laughs> you could do it from really far away. Okay. So in order to test this uh, this power, they run basically at, had... <laughs> yeah, so people had to run at him, but he was behind a curtain, as were other control people. So the people that were being tested on knew that someone was going to... Basically, they knew that someone was going to be radiating such a level of heat that they would want to withdraw from it, and they were allowed to do so. Uh-huh. But they didn't know which of the curtains the heat would be being radiated from behind. Okay. And they had to move towards each of the curtains and indicate when they couldn't bear it anymore. Right. Uh-huh. Was he holding so, a heater? <laughs> again, much like other ones we've looked at, when <laughs> tested, the subjects fed back that they felt between little and no heat with mm, each of the control surprised. people. And every single person tested said that there was no heat whatsoever radiating from the curtain with walking behind it. <laughs> I thought he was going to at least hold like a some sort of heater in between his legs or something like that. So he's going to feel some sort of heat. But obviously they're not going to they're not going to let. You think it was going to be like, but that? they had to cancel it when they found out he was carrying a flamethrower. <laughs> God, Randy's not very good at hiding. <laughs> he's not really good at searching these people for hidden yeah, appliances or whatever. Are these just my people like that actually show up? Because obviously, like there's people who book an appointment to see to show that maybe to say that oh I'm not scared of you, but really they don't show up because they know that it'll it'll ruin their credibility and their reputation, and then they'll lose money for it. Yeah, whereas you're right, these people must be mad because they obviously I'm saying that the Serengan one, the man that can send mm. out the force through the bamboo that's a weird one because he is showing up which implies that he does think he has power but he's showing up with a stun gun so <laughs> so he clearly gets that he's not got power but yeah the other two guys Aye, they're not being you know, actually to be fair again the breathing guy really just fee wang's the interesting one because he clearly thinks that he actually can but why does he think he can because then he must be is it in his head but there must be a point where he genuinely thinks that people think like felt the heat coming off him and ran away. What incident? Like, I don't Again, know much like the balance. Do you think like one day someone was annoying him and he just went like ah, and held his hands out in front of him and they moved backwards and he was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I have the power to <laughs> drive arse. Oh, why are you just really like, smelly? You'll be able to just like it if you put your hands in their face. Or he's pure stinking and humming or something, and then people just stay away from him in a three foot radius because that's how far the smell emanates from him, like a skunk. I think he can like turn it on and off. So, uh. or, well, I mean, he can't do anything at all. Not the stink. The heat. I'm thinking of the spleen. And uh, did you ever watch Mystery Men? Oh, bless him. Yes. Uh, oh, what's his name? The PB Herman guy. Oh, I love him. He died recently. Such a Paul Rubens. He played the spleen and he was just disgusting. So that was his superpower. <laughs> He could fart at people and they would die. They would faint or something. He was just disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I suppose that could be a superpower in a way if you're so stinking that no matter how much you wash, you're still stinking. People just are repelled. You repel people. Would that be a superpower? Mm, <laughs> not sure it would qualify. No, it's not like you could stop a bullet with your stink. I mean, that would be a superpower if you could... I mean, basically the ultimate superpower is Superman because he's got like he b- bullets bounce off him. He can shoot lasers from his eyes and he can fly. So no, no one can do that so far. No. Nope. <laughs> Naturally, or using the power of the sun, even though those Brevarians think that they're getting power from is it the sun or is it just genuinely the air? Or no, it's the, the, you, the, sun, the well? sun and the air. You need both the sun and mm-hmm. the air, but nothing else. I mean, I feel like you've provided quite a lot of content for this episode and that I haven't contributed much, but. Uh, that doesn't matter sometimes these things happen in these episodes so well done I mean I was going to talk about I don't even feel I need to now but I was going to mention like a a few people like a list of people who have been considered deities or people who don't want to be a deity but um have thrust upon them like Prince Philip you know we visited that island people and now they all worship him (laughs) like he's a god I wonder how they feel about him at his death then well there's this Chinese guy that I came across right I thought this was interesting so maybe I'll just leave it at this I was going to discuss the Dalai Lama because they claim that the Dalai Lama is the reincarnation or the the avatar of the god or goddess can be both of compassion and buddhism and the the this sort of god of compassion can have a hundred or he's got like a thousand arms because he felt like with two arms he couldn't help enough people so he tried and his two arms shattered so one of the other gods of buddhism said to him here have a thousand arms and that will help you out and also yeah he tried to reach out with his head to help people but obviously the strain of it made his head shatter into like seven pieces so they gave him seven heads to help him out so he also branches out or she into avatars to help people and that's what supposedly what the Dalai Lama is is the reincarnate the incarnation or avatar of this goddess or god of compassion and he's there just to help people spiritually or help people improve their lives that's all he wants to do um but also he is representation or protector of Tibet and that's where the um supposedly I mean I didn't really I can't remember how they actually choose how did he know how did he know that they are the reincarnation of this god? It's always confused me because the the Dalai Lama is involved in the decision making process of who becomes the next Dalai Lama. Right, but then so the current Dalai like, Lama say if they were a woman, if they're women, they'll have to be extremely attractive. That's what he said. <laughs> Fucked up, man. He told that kid to suck his tongue. Uh, he's currently the fourteenth Dalai Lama. The the one that got kicked out of Tibet by the Chinese. The first Dalai Lama was called Gendun Drupa, 
and that was posthumously awarded. So not while he was alive, but posthumously he was declared Dalai Lama uh, after 1578. And then from then on, there's been like successors of the next like Dalai Lama. So yeah, I don't really know how they determine it. It just gives me a list like on Wikipedia about all the different Dalai Lamas, but how <sighs> fucking hell, like there's 14 of them now. So he's the 14th. So I'm trying to like skip through this. How did he searching for the reincarnation? Maybe that's what I need to go to. Let's see what it says here. By the Himalayan tradition, Po Foa is a discipline that is believed to transfer the mind stream to the intended body upon the death of the Dalai Lama. So the current one, when he dies, a consultation with the Nechung Oracle. Who the fuck is that? A search for the Lama's Yangtze or reincarnation is conducted. The government of the People's Republic of China has stated its intention to be the ultimate authority on the selection of the next Dalai Lama. Why? They're commies. They don't believe in. They're they're atheists. Yeah. So what's that all about? High Lamas may also claim to have a vision by a dream or if the Dalai Lama was cremated, they will often monitor the direction of the smoke as an indication of the direction of the expected rebirth. This is utter shit. If there was only one boy found, the High Lamas will invite living Buddhas of the next three of the three great monasteries, or what, what constitutes a living Buddha, together with secular clergy and monk officials to confirm their findings and then report to the central government through the Minister of Tibet. Later, a group consisting of the three major servants of the Dalai Lama, eminent officials and troops, will collect the boy and his family and travel to Lhasa, where the boy will be taken usually to Drepung Monastery to study the Buddhist Sutra in preparation for assuming the role of the spiritual leader of Tibet. If there are several possible claimed reincarnations, however, regents, eminent officials, monks at the Jokhang and Lhasa and the minister to Tibet have historically decided on the individual by holding a rock, paper, scissor contest. <laughs> no, I <heard> that. <laughs> Putting the boys' names inside the hat and join one law in public I'm not, I'm not kidding that's what it says and well it's not a hat it's in an urn so I've put in, like names in an urn and drawing one lot in public if it was too difficult to judge the reincarnation initially so they may as well be playing, playing fucking rock paper scissors in the first place if they think that like yeah. the spiritual realm can give them guidance to pick the name then just stick them all in there surely yeah that's true he said in his autobiography, the current Dalai Lama, that after he dies, it is possible that his people will no longer want a Dalai Lama, in which case there would be no search for the Lama's reincarnation. So he wants to be the last one, basically. So I might take rebirth as an insect or an animal, whatever would be of most value to the larger number of sentient beings, in his words. I like the idea that being <laughs> reborn as an insect would have a more positive impact on his followers than him being reborn as a human. Yeah, what's that all about? Oh, it was more people by being a beetle. But then, why is it always just a boy? Because they said that this um, entity, why the reincarnation of the god or goddess compassion, is like can be either sex. So, seems a bit sexist to me that it's only boys that they choose and not women, not girls. I mean, yeah, it seems even more weirdly sexist than you know, everyday everything. In Nepal, there is a cult where they choose little girls to the, I think, the, to the point of pubescence up until they uh, hit puberty, where they're worshipped as goddesses of like in certain Buddhist sects, which is weird. I don't know, that's strange. Yeah. Um, the most modern one that I can find that claimed that they were gods, that they were gods, is um, 
yeah, self-deification. So these are people that proclaim themselves gods, which you would probably just think they're mental, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? You know, people I mean, who claim they're Jesus and that. But then technically, under the list of people who proclaim themselves um, gods is Jesus of Nazareth, Nazareth, which to be fair, I suppose before there yeah. was a Jesus of Nazareth, there's going to be someone, the first person to claim they were Jesus. I mean, it says, as described in the New Testament, Jesus implied he was God incarnate and the son of God. Therefore, he was rejected by the Jews. I mean, which, fair enough. Like, a lot of people would probably think, who the fuck do you think you are saying you're the son of God? Do you know what I, I mean? I, to be it's fair, It's weird like to me that he became as big as he did. No, I'm just saying, yeah, to be fair, that is true, technically. Mm-hmm. As a historical figure who claimed to be a god. Yeah, he was a real guy who claimed to be a god. So then the Jews were like, no, you're not. The First Council of ne- Nicaea of 325 CE crystallised this notion in the Nicene Creed and verified Jesus as God incarnate. Early Christian denominations with different Christologies, such as the Ebonites, do you know about them, fell in popularity, and he is now considered divine in most Christian views of Jesus, God the Son, and the Trinitarian Christianity. So that's someone who claimed he was God and now people genuinely believe that he is. But then conversely, so, that also indicates that if you had all these do- denominations that <laughs> said that he didn't claim to be God, mm. that they've all now fallen by the wayside. That kind of implies that that's been added in at a later date because it's a bit weird for there to be a whole bunch of denominations being like, mm. no, he didn't. <laughs> <Are you honest? laughs> well, there's a guy as well. Like, so the most modern one, which I'm sure you've heard of, there's someone called Amy Carlson. And she was um, from 2006 to 2021. She was the founder of the Love Has One cult. And she proclaimed herself to be God as well as Jesus and several secular historical figures. As um, she claimed she was also St. Joan of Arc and the indigenous Hawaiian goddess Pele. That's quite a lot of people in one person. Followers yes. called her Mama God and they were found to have mummified her. Yes, it's true. They actually mummified her after she died in order to continue worshipping her. I mean, I never met her, so I can't judge that. <laughs> also, Joseph Coney. Do you remember Coney? Yeah. The guy, that, the guy who campaigned to stop Coney went mental himself and was all like, he, he stripped naked. Remember that video? He was stripping naked and he was like banging his fists on cars and stuff and screaming. I think all pressure got to him. Yeah. So Joseph Coney, he proclaims himself the spokesperson of God and a spirit medium and has also been considered by some as a cult of personality and claims he is visited by a multinational host of 13 spirits, including a Chinese phantom. <laughs> I think this this one's quite funny. Uh, so these are ones that I'm just going to skip past the ones that proclaim themselves as God. These are ones that um, have involuntary de- deification. And one of them, which I think is pretty funny, is, I don't know even, is it the involuntary one? No, it's not involuntary. This is one that people have, oh, after they're dead, like, so they've got posthumous deification, so they've only been declared gods after they die. And the one that I found quite amusing was John Coltrane, the jazz musician. Okay. <laughs> so after Coltrane's death... A congregation called the Yardbird Temple in San Francisco began worshipping him as a god incarnate. The congregation became affiliated with the African Orthodox Church. This involved changing Coltrane's status from a god to a saint. The resultant St. John Coltrane African Orthodox Church San Francisco is the only African Orthodox Church that incorporates Coltrane's music and his lyrics as prayers in its liturgy. Well, I mean, I suppose... At first they were calling him a god, but now they're just calling him a saint. So it's, I guess, like lots of people 
can claim I mean it's basically the same as idol worshipping, isn't it? Yeah. I mean the same as you may as well like it's people who pray to like, I don't know, Taylor Swift. Oh Taylor, please like give me the power to be a great singer. Um makes as much sense as praying to Jesus for powers of Satan. I don't know. I'm not saying that Taylor Swift's Satan, but she might be considering oh, the chaos that she reigns every time she tries to sell out tickets people will literally do anything to get a ticket to see her and pay ridiculously amounts of money it is idol it's totally worship like it's just absolutely ridiculous and people are resorting to getting jobs as security um just so that they can go and see her that's how <laughs> mental they are <laughs> quite quite mad Adolf Hitler is another one that are deified by neo-Nazis. We try to get a job as a security guard so you can go see to perform live. Adolf Hitler is like, well, I mean, he probably would since she looks like an alien, doesn't she? Wear blonde hair and blue eyes. Is that alien, yeah. Yeah. So he's deified by some neo-Nazis, most notably among followers of esoteric Nazism. Big whoop, surprise. The claim of Hitler's divinity was first made by, this is the weird thing, uh, Savitri Devi in her book The Lightning and the Sun, Devi believed Hitler was avatar of Hindu god Vishnu. Later it was promoted by Julian <laughs> Neonazi Miguel Serrano. Why okay. Vishnu? Many people including Vishnu would strongly disagree with that claim. But, <laughs> right. George Washington? Vishnu is like the sustainer. Is he? Yeah, like the oh, whole point oh. of Vishnu is that he's like peaceful and serene and he what? keeps life I... going the way like basically he keeps all of our lives. Why would she conclude that Adolf is possible? Because you've got like doesn't... the three main gods, so there's the one <laughs> of change and the one of destruction, and then Vishnu's trying to keep your life running fine, but obviously you still get change and you still get destruction because of the other two. So the idea that of all three of the like main trimarty, <laughs> that would be the one that Hitler was, is a bit of a weird fucking claim. As a weird claim. George Washington's another weird one. I never thought that I would see that George Washington was worshipped. Well, he's worshipped as a kami in Hawaiian Shinto shrines. In the United States Capitol Dome, he's also depicted ascending into Olympus and becoming a god. In the <laughs> famous painting called the Apotheosis of Washington, that's got to just be like a joke. They don't genuinely believe George Washington is a god in heaven, do they? Well, I mean, I suppose weirder things happen in America. True. Right. So these are all ones that have been declared gods post-death. I mean, actually, there's people just now that think that Trump was sent by Jesus. So. Oh, yeah, and that's true. They based on that, it's not unthinkable that people think that George Washington is <laughs> some sort of divine being. Paul the Apostle. Paul the Impossible. <laughs> Paul the Apostle. Is he the dickhead that you don't like in the Bible, Paul? Yeah, I fucking hate Paul. He's evil. Right. Okay. So Paul the Apostle and Barnabas, they're in the list of involuntary deification. And uh, when it happened was autumn 49 CE. According to a story recorded in the book of Acts 14, 8 to 18, the Apostle Paul and his companion Barnabas, who the fuck is Barnabas? Is that his lover or something? No, nah, just a- some other, like, not, uh, not bag okay. of and telling people. Right, he healed a crippled man in the street in the town of Lystra in Asia Minor. During Paul's second missionary journey, the townsfolk immediately mistook them for the Greek gods Hermes and Zeus, respectively, and attempted to offer sacrifices to them. I mean, I don't know, I presume that they probably didn't take too kindly to that. Maybe they did. uh, Paul gutted them all. (laughs) There's a guy in here which 
I thought it was quite it's quite sad. So the guy is called Hugh Tianbao and he lived in the seventeenth century and he is under the list of um yeah posthumous deification. Okay, right. I think you'll find this quite interesting add is. So according to what the master would not discuss in Chinese, uh, it's a Chinese thing, written by Yuan Mei, during the Qing dynasty, Tuer Shen was a man named Hugh Tianbao or Xianbao, I think. He fell in love with a very handsome imperial inspector of Fujian province. One day he was caught peeping on the inspector through a bathroom wall, a a glory hole, (laughs) at which point he confessed his reluctant affections for the other man. The imperial inspector had Hugh Tianbao sentenced to death by beating. Oh, no. One month after Hugh Tianbao's death, he appeared to a man from his hometown in a dream, claiming that since his crime was one of love, the underworld officials decided to right the injustice by appointing him the god and safeguarder of homosexual affections. That's nice, isn't it? It is nice, although I don't think his crime <laughs> was one of love. Don't think he deserved the punishment that he got. No, he I definitely doesn't. Consensually watching people shower and then being like, but it's okay because I love you. <laughs> All right, so you're saying that he deserved to be beaten to death because he was a peeping Tom? No, I'm not saying he deserved to be beaten oh, to death. Saying his crime wasn't one of love. Everyone in the story is in the wrong. Okay. Oh, well, I, I thought that was quite a nice thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, at least there's, at least he felt sorry for him and said, look, I don't think your death was justified by being beaten to death for what you did. So here you can be a god be a now. God. Yeah, of homosexuals, which, fair enough. I mean, you shouldn't, it's a shame that he had to die to get that way, but why not? Yes, I think uh, <laughs> you should be a peeping Tom and the other guy definitely shouldn't beat people to death. <laughs> Involuntary deification is really interesting, though. Like, um, it's like people who say, like, I don't want to be a god, but like, you're, we're going to proclaim you one anyway. And Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh, is in that category. There was I think another. That's where they got the idea of the Ewoks worshiping sea people from in Star Wars. Maybe. <laughs> I don't yeah, why did they worship like them? some blundering posh guy going like, oh, I'm, oh yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not your gods. Oh, yeah, actually, that's true. <laughs> And then going like, we have these boxes with your face on it. <laughs> Yay! There is another one here that I find really funny, right? And I'll end up on this. Francois Duvalier, right? And this is crazy. So he was a Haitian dictator, and he claimed he was a physical embodiment of the island nation. The physical embodiment of the island nation. So I guess like in Guardians of the Galaxy, what Peter Quill's dad, who was yes. the embodiment of a planet. What was his name? Eagle. Eagle. Yeah, so he believes that he is the island nation. Duvalier deliberately modelled his image on that of Baron Samedi, which we've discussed before in our voodoo episode. Yeah. One of the Iowa or spirits of Haitian voodoo or voodoo. He often donned sunglasses in order. This is, makes me laugh so much. He order, He often donned sunglasses in order to hide his eyes and talked with the strong nasal tone associated with the Iowa. The regime's propaganda stated that Papa Doc was one with the Iowa, Jesus Christ, and God Himself. The most celebrated image from the time shows a standing Jesus Christ with a hand on the shoulder of a seated Papa Doc. Captions. I have chosen him. <laughs> <laughs> Valier declared himself an immaterial being as well as the Haitian flag. He's crazy. 
<laughs> so not only is he then the island, he's also a flag. Soon after his first election, in 1964, he published a catechism in which the Lord's Prayer was reworded to pay tribute to the valley instead of God. I'd love that kind of power, do you know what I mean? Like, to be a dictator and just say, like, all the prayers are for me now. After his death and his autopsy, they found that he had, not syphilis, but, like, something that they were basically like, oh, he has something, like, really severe that it would be, like, really obvious that he had this, like, brain-destroying, like... (laughs) bacteria or whatever where he was cutting around being like i am jesus <laughs> falling into walls and stuff i am haiti so, how, how dare you mark you're actually saying that he's not the embodiment of the haitian flag i know it's um, a crazy thing for me to say but <laughs> i feel like that makes the story better to think that he actually was full-blown mental like it wasn't just like oh he's the things he's saying is crazy like he was obviously actually had lost complete like normal brain function and for some reason people <laughs> yeah. Were like yeah let's put him in charge he seems it's convinced me <laughs> he's over there like putting pot plants in his mouth and screaming that he's a flag he should clearly be in charge of the country yeah there's quite a worrying amount of people uh recently who claim that they are god there was what was it did i talk about the guy that believed he was oh, no, i said i was going to end on that last one but i really wanted to discuss the I think he, he claimed he was Jesus's younger brother, but he was Chinese, so mm, doesn't really make much sense. Younger brother? A Jesus younger brother? I suppose if uh, he was the second child of God, then he could be any race. And... Maybe. Before so... you read it, I found what was wrong with Papa Doc. Oh, so good, go Papa Doc, yeah. He had type one diabetes, but obviously living. Not when everyone he lived... would. No, but living when he lived in Haiti, it would have been untreated, and then on top oh. of that, he also had a, a massive infection of treponemia bacterium where in the in the brain or just in through what is that what does that mean basically it's like a bacterial infection so it would have caused lots of it mo- mostly shows up on your skin visibly so people would have noticed that you had um so you would have had oils and open sores on his skin because it was never treated it became chronic which meant that it would obviously have infected his blood and things like that therefore going on to affect his brain and then on top of that he had untreated type 1 diabetes so basically he would have gone like absolutely mad before do you think that's why he always wore sunglasses because he was hiding maybe he was sensitive to light maybe or he was just mental um because of the disease that he had right well okay well, well hong uh, Shui Quan. Okay, so he was he he called himself the Heavenly King of Great Peace, <laughs> and uh, he reigned from the 11th of January 1851 to the 1st of June 1864. He was a Chinese man who claimed he was a younger brother of Jesus and thus a son of God. He led the Taiping Rebellion, conquering a large part of China before his defeat and suicide. Um, Yeah, and that was in the 19th century, which is a bit mental. And usually you don't get a lot of Chinese Christians, which is also very strange. Yeah. So he said that he claimed to have experienced mystical visions after failing the imperial examination. I don't know what that involves. It's probably going to take up too too much time to look into. He came to believe that his celestial father he saw in the visions was God the Father, his celestial elder brother was Jesus Christ, and he had been directed to rid the world of demon worship. He rejected Confucianism and began propagating 
his own unique version of Christianity in southern China. His associate Feng Yushan then founded the God Worshipping Society to spread Hong's teachings. And by 1850, Hong's sect had over 10,000 followers and increasingly came into conflict with the Qing authorities. In January 1851, he organised a rebel army and routed the Qing forces at Zhentian, marking the beginning of the Taiping Rebellion. He then declared himself the Heavenly King of the Heavenly Kingdom of Peace. That's when you've really flipped your lid. Um, Taiping rebels captured the city of Nanjing in March 1853 and declared it the Heavenly Capital of the Kingdom, after which Hong withdrew to his new palace and began ruling through proclamations. He became increasingly suspicious of Yang, his fellow Taiping leader, and engineered his murder in an 1856 purge that spiralled into further purge of more Taiping leaders. The kingdom gradually lost ground, and in June 1864, in the face of King Advance, he died following a period of illness and was succeeded by his son, who then failed a month later to the Qing dynasty. So I thought I said he killed himself, but according to this, he died following a period of illness, unless mm. he sort of um, did a did an Epstein on him. I think when it gets to the point where, do you think he thought he was God himself because, or he thought his his visions were validated when he won that victory, and then therefore he thought it was divine, and that. And it would probably convince his followers more that like God wanted them to get a victory, and that would have seemed impossible, yeah. and then they got it. That's when you've you've crossed a line, I think, when you start to believe that you are genuinely divine and shit. But then the Egyptian pharaohs claimed that they were the sons of the the gods, or they included a lot of the Japanese imperial family. Again, we were discussing this previously about the divine right of kings and all that. That the emperor of Japan, the last like the one in I think the last one to declare himself divine was Emperor Hirohito, who was forced to say that he wasn't divine by the allies in world war Two, obviously because he couldn't stop those nukes so Even yeah with his apparently magic powers yeah his magic powers couldn't stop those nukes from obliterating these people so obviously he had to say to them actually i'm not divine clearly i'm not your new american overlords are so <laughs> worship them instead yeah. okay let's end it there we, so what we've concluded is that there's not really anyone with magical powers sadly like, yeah but we like to think there are and that's why we've got comic book heroes and x-men and superman and stuff like that we can fantasize about it but it's never going to happen and even i don't think there's ever going to be anyone who's been who's going to be born with natural like magical powers ever no No. i think we might get to a point of like you know we might get to a point of like humanity being able to augment ourselves but no like actual Mm. yeah oh yeah that's i mean like by our own hands like we could build like they're already doing it where they're building exoskeletons for people who yes. are paralyzed but that's not magical powers that's just engineering and science yes. and then <laughs> again i do believe like yeah people can maybe tap into like unseen forces but right. i don't believe that people can like shoot energy projections out of their hands or fly or or laser beams from their arse yeah i get it or have Quite an army of invisible angels going around asking questions for them like no so what's going to be the next topic i think i'll pick a mid number I'm gonna go for 15. Okay. Mare creatures. Mare creatures. <laughs> well, so not mermaids, just mare creatures. Any kind of yeah, mermaids, sirens. Mythical sea creatures we're talking about here. Right, I get you. Okay. That's a little bit more easier to research than Yes. We've had a couple of uh, quite tricky ones to find <laughs> information on. 
Well, we tried our best, and I'm sure this um, episode was quite interesting with the whole like Randy Institute. And is it still around? Is they still even after? Yeah, it still death? exists. Still... Although he uh, passed away in 2020, mm. it's still still going. So Someone's if you're listening and you do phone. have some sort of magical power, do get in contact with them. Yeah, and I don't think they're there to trick you. They're just there to genuinely prove that you do or don't have powers. But then see when they do disprove it, do they publicly declare it and humiliate the person? They don't publicly humiliate the person, but they I mean they make the information available to available, yeah. Because yeah. that's why they're scared to go on it, because then it disproves. But then they could they not just say, Well, I've still got magical powers anyway, it doesn't disprove anything. Yeah, they could like, just say like that Doctor Bourgeois. <laughs> it was just very sunny that day. I actually am magic. <laughs> I think you're magic. Thank you. I think you're magic too. And listeners, I think you're all magic as well. And on that note, cheery bye. Toodle pep. <laughs>